0: So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy, and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This is episode 22, and I thought I would do something a little bit different today and come on and share my journey with you guys about my IBS and SIBO um, journey and you know my gut health and what I've kind of done along the way and you know share some uh, information about why I'm here as a gut health naturopath so passionate about helping people with IBS and SIBO I think when you've had you know IBS or SIBO symptoms and you've gone through that there's a whole other level that gets unlocked and it is quite challenging. It's something you have to manage ongoing. And I thought that by me sharing, you know, as a naturopath and nutritionist, my journey, it might just help you as well. So uh, for me, it all started when I was in high school. Um, It was a year 11 and 12 was when I first started to see a naturopath and Even a little bit more of a backstory, my mum was diagnosed with uh, Crohn's disease uh, when I was really young and we nearly lost her um, due to the Crohn's disease. She was chronically sick, like I think she got down to weighing like 30 something kilos and many, many years um, of suffering for her. She is excitedly um, in complete remission now. Um, And, you know, her last scope, the specialist even said, gosh, I couldn't even tell you that you had uh, Crohn's disease. And my mum took a very integrative approach to her healing. Um, And I think because she uh, did both conventional and naturopathic uh, alternative um, treatments, I think she was kind of like one step ahead when I started to show symptoms of digestive issues Um, looking back now I can see that you know being in year 11 and 12 there was a lot of a lot more stress Um, we also moved from Darwin back down to Victoria and at that age that's a really big change to go through Um, and I think now looking back on it uh, stress had a lot to do with that um and so when i started showing symptoms my mum took me to a naturopath um who completely inspired me to become a naturopath i think you know the help that i received from her at that time was really wonderful and i saw really great improvements um and it never fully went away but it definitely got better Um, and then fast forward uh, graduating from high school and then we moved to Melbourne and I studied started studying to become a naturopath and over the years of studying I was kind of like having flare-ups and uh, like I remember being in Melbourne and seeing numerous like health professionals from uh, doctors to acupuncturists to naturopaths nutritionists like everyone I had ct scans done scopes done like blood tests had everything done and you know celiac testing and everything was kind of coming back fine and i kept getting told that you know there was nothing wrong and then i was diagnosed with IBS, and at the time obviously going through my uni degree um that degree is really hard anyone who has studied to be a naturopath is It's a four-year long, hard slog. (laughs) Um, Chemistry wasn't my thing. And, you know, there was lots of units of chemistry. And then your final year, you're in clinic and you're like, seeing patients and being supervised and there's a lot on, you know, there's a lot of stress and demands. And it was in my final year that I discovered that I actually had SIBO. So I remember presenting a case to my clinical supervisor Uh, So what would happen is we would see the patient and then the patient would have to go away when you're in student clinic and then you as a student naturopath put that plan together and then you would come back and present that to the supervisor and essentially because we're not qualified, we get that ticked off by a qualified uh, supervising naturopath. Um, And that also provides an opportunity for learning and growth. Anyway, when I presented my... um, this particular case to my supervisor she then said to me oh have do you think this patient could have SIBO and I was like mm, what SIBO and or didn't fully like you know when you like him with like complete conviction be like yes or no I was a bit wishy-washy about that anyway that was kind of like the moment for me where I was like all right I'm going to look into this and my supervisor gave me a research project to look into SIBO and I basically went down the rabbit hole (laughs) and I pretty much haven't come out of that since um I realized that um you know so many patients with IBS have SIBO and all of the symptoms of SIBO were like ticking the boxes and I was like what if this is my answer And so probably within six months of treatment and focusing on that SIBO and at that time doing, I was working with a naturopath, but doing a little bit of self-treatment as well as a student naturopath. You can start to kind of dabble in that um, and just immersing myself in a lot of that knowledge and research and learning and learning and learning and then I uh, wrote a book for practitioners because um, and I did this with a really great friend of mine his name is Alon we studied together and he was really passionate about uh, SIBO as well and I believe he was actually my clinic partner on this case and we were both just like oh mind blown and we ended up presenting this to our whole clinic um, uh, cohort and Anyway, it was just, yeah, awesome. So we put together a, a SIBO manual for practitioners where we now share that knowledge and it's still available. I still have that for purchase on the website. Um, and we actually uh, in 2020 did another update of that. So we're it's probably due now for another update. It's probably one of the things on my list to do this year. Um, and, yeah, share our wisdom and our knowledge and everything that we found because Unfortunately, there's a little bit of a gap in the curriculum at university on SIBO as well. And this is a really big reason why I'm so passionate about uh, mentoring other naturopaths and why I have a mentoring program and do one-on-one mentoring with my with practitioners as well. Because, um, you know, I feel that we can all treat IBS and SIBO but I think there's a difference between treating it and effectively treating it and there's a lot of misinformation um, and I do see a fair bit of poor treatment of SIBO and you know I even look back now what I know now compared to like when I was immersing myself in that research at the time and it's even changed since then so it's constantly evolving um, and really keeps me on my toes. Um, Anyway once I had kind of treated that SIBO, Um, I pretty much was for about two years. I came out of university, started my business, started practicing. Um, and went into kind of like remission where my symptoms were very minimal I I would still have flare-ups like but I think the key is like knowing your underlying drivers and the factors that were causing that and then you know I can't expect to go out and drink wine and have a pizza and for my gut not to feel optimal like I, I say that to all of my patients so I definitely have moments where you know, my gut doesn't feel great and stress is one of my biggest triggers. And I look back on, you know, any type of flare up and I can see that, um, that stress is at the core of that. And even my tongue, when I'm going through a really stressful period of time can kind of get a little bit like red and like patches on it. Um, because I think my, my stomach is just so sensitive, you know, that gut brain connection is huge. Um, so, Yeah, I mean, it's not a linear health journey by any means. There's definitely been periods of ups and downs along the way. But, um, you know, even sitting here today, I eat a very, very diet. There's nothing in particular that I never eat. Um, I think that I've learned over these years, you know, how much of certain things I can eat and I know my thresholds. And that's a really key thing, like placebo treatment. um, That's been really, really helpful. But you know, being able to focus on gut 40 and, and, you know, a diet of inclusion, rather exclusion after so many years of just feeling like I can't eat anything and being so anxious about food and eating out. And I just remember like my husband, I wasn't married to him when I was studying, but we were together during my whole uni degree and he must have just felt so frustrated sometimes. Like I could be like, no, I can't eat that one day. And then the next day I'd be like, Oh, I don't think it was that. It was, it's garlic. And Oh no, I'm not, I can't eat eggs. And sometimes I still go through periods where I'm like, mm, I think I've overdone the eggs or, you know, and I can talk to my husband about that and I'm getting better and better, better. Like the more I learn about, um, my own IBS and SIBO, you know, you're constantly learning, but I can pretty much say that I've been, you know, SIBO free essentially, um, since properly treating it, um, just had periods of flare-ups, um, I guess. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a little bit about my, my journey with IBS and SIBO. Most recently, um, the most recent part of my, my journey is obviously I, uh, felt pregnant and then had my son William and post birth, I had a flare up. Um, and now that I've kind of done a lot of research myself on the infant microbiome and also the microbiome during pregnancy it all makes a lot of sense there's a lot of changes that can happen to your gut um, from a hormonal perspective but also from a microbiome perspective so i think that i had really big shifts during my pregnancy and then post birth and i can also see that i had big dietary changes um i breastfed for uh 20 months and uh when you've breastfeeding there are higher nutrient like demands and so i was snacking a lot whereas prior to that i wasn't really a snacker and you can go back and listen to one of my most recent podcasts on snacking and SIBO and i actually think that this constant snacking to meet my breastfeeding demands was actually not helping my SIBO so um i would say the last 18 months have been a little bit rocky for me in terms of my IBS and C, but I've definitely had periods of time where um, I think it hasn't been optimal. And I do think it's more to do with that snacking and also really craving like carbohydrates, like, you know, biscuits and those sweet, sweet foods. And um, uh, maybe I'm admitting to a few bad habits with breastfeeding. Um, (laughs) Nothing like going live on a podcast and confessing, um, you know, and being, a uh, human after all um so i actually did a microbiome test i didn't decide i didn't want to do a sebo test at that point because i just was like oh i think that the sebo has has come back and But I wanted to do more focus on microbiome testing um, to see what was going on from a microbiome point of view. And surprisingly, um, I was really astonished to see how amazing my microbiome actually was. Um, And if my symptoms uh, come back again, I'm currently, as I'm speaking on this podcast, feeling really great. plan to do another SIBO test uh because i know that my large bowel and the microbiome um i pretty much like there was a small amount of overgrowth of disulfur um which is like a, a sulfur producing bacteria um and i would say that um my symptoms when i flare up i tend to get that bloating, a bit of constipation and and smelly wind. So that matched that. So I was like, okay, I'll do a little bit of treatment and dietary changes specifically around that. Um, And that's kind of tweaked things for me. Um, But, you know, I think the next step, knowing that my, you know, large bowel and the microbes hanging out in there are doing pretty good, um, I will, yeah, do another SIBO test because I haven't done one in, gosh, ages, maybe four or five years. So I haven't needed to, which is awesome. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, this is a really different podcast. Um, I'd love you to reach out and let me know like, if this was interesting or you can relate to this, if you've had similar. Um, if you would like to do a SIBO test, we're now offering that via our website. So you can do that directly through us. And if you would like help with your IBS and SIBO, I've been there. I know what You're going through, and I would love to um yeah, get you to a place where you're free of IBS and SIBO and can learn how to manage it like I have, and hopefully uh not even have ongoing flare-ups. So come say hi, reach out, um, and yeah, maybe my story sounds like you, and that's gonna be the thing that helps you i'm going to get going thank you so much for listening and i will see you on the next episode of the podcast take care i'll see you then bye thanks so much for listening did you like what you heard please leave me a review would you like to join the nourish gut community then come and find me over on facebook and instagram if you would like to know more about how to work with me or how to order a SIBO breath test jump on my website All of the links can be found in the show notes. See you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.